This is the Brew World Order Podcast. Welcome to the Brew World Order Podcast. My name is Mike Curtin. If you haven't subscribed yet, <laughs> what's the matter with you? This is episode number 59. In this episode, I sit down with Christian Emsick, co-owner of Laguna Beach Beer Company in Laguna Beach, California. Christian tells me how he defines success, what the future holds for Laguna Beach Beer Company, and he tells us a story of how his overly packed van wound up getting stuck while up on a hill. I can't tell you the whole thing, you'll just have to listen to the podcast to find out that story. But I have a similar story about my old truck. Only I was too young to realize you probably shouldn't take your SUV with 200,000 miles off-roading. Rest in peace to my transmission and also rest in peace to my sweet Tippy. Yes, Tippy. That was the nickname of my good old Bronco 2. May she rest in peace. And may you enjoy the newest episode of the podcast. Sit back, relax, and crack open a cold one. I miss you, Tippy. Hey guys, I'm Mike Curtin. This is the Brew World Order Podcast, and today I'm with Christian Emsick of Laguna Beach Beer Company in Laguna Beach, California. Christian Emsick was born and raised in Orange County, California. While growing up on the West Coast, he found a true passion for writing. When it was time to choose a college, he headed to Fordham University in the Bronx in hopes of becoming a journalist. In 2007, he started a journalism program right around the time when the Great Recession hit. Christian lost his job shortly after and started to panic, not really knowing what the next step would be in his future. While sipping on some natty ices one night, he decided that he was going to take a stab at law school. After graduating law school, he visited his best friend in San Diego. They grabbed a beer together at the Homebrew Mart. And if you don't know what the Homebrew Mart is, well, I'll tell you. It's a homebrew shop owned by Ballast Point where you can not only try Ballast Point beers, but you can also pick up homebrew products and talk to professionals on how to get the best out of your homebrew. This is where Christian tried sculpting for the first time, and it was like an awakening to his palate. It was also the start of his craft beer journey. He practiced law for five years, and during that time, Christian realized how unhappy he was in that profession. While being a lawyer, his passion for craft beer was slowly growing. A huge turning point for Christian was when he was working for a healthcare company. They started with 15 attorneys, and little by little, they started to let people go until he was the only one left. Shortly after that, they let him go as well. At that moment, he decided it was time to take the leap into the craft beer world. He reached out to the owners of Laguna Beach Beer Company, Brent Rennard and Mike Lombardo, who hired Christian immediately. From that point on, he was helping with the brewing, cooking, doing deliveries, and bartending. He knew right away this was his true passion, and soon thereafter became the co-owner of Laguna Beach Beer Company in Laguna Beach, California. And Christian is here with me today. Christian, how's it going, man? It's going great, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So the brewery that you're a part of now, Laguna Beach Beer Company, when you jumped in, it was already established. But what do you think was the biggest challenge for you becoming a brewery owner? Uh, The biggest challenge? Wow. You know, a a couple of really really good things happened kind of early on for us. Um, what really kind of set us off on this path that we're on now is when we brought on our new head brewer. Well, he's not new now. He was new then. Right. But we brought on a brewer who came from Beachwood up in Long Beach, which is, you know, ask any Southern California IPA drinker. And that's probably in their top five, you know. So okay. this came on with us early 2020 or late 2019, maybe. And that was... That just turned the whole program around. The beer was just phenomenal all of a sudden. We're, um, we had a new location opening up then, and we've got two more locations under construction now. So 
the last two years have been wild. What do you think is one of the hardest adjustments for you when actually becoming an owner? Well, I'm sure you've heard it from all the other owners you've talked to is that it comes home with you at the end of the day. You never can turn off this business because at the end of the day, everything, the buck stops with you. So, you know, we're rapidly growing our brewery. We are hiring new staff all the time. All this, too, in the context of a pandemic. So we're dealing with changing landscapes every day. Right. Yeah, it's just that residual stress. Even when things are going great, there's always more to be doing. And you're never never fully finished with any project because there's always something new. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But that was kind of something that I grew into. I mean, I love it. It's, it's such a fun thrill, but yeah, it, it weighs on your shoulders a bit. Of course. And are you talking about bringing it home? Uh, you know, how do you go about balancing your family and business at the same time? It's fun and it's challenging. My wife, she works full time as a medical social worker. Um, we also have a little 15 month old baby girl. So there's a lot of demands on time and resources. So right. family is extremely important to me. And I've, from the beginning, wanted to be a really involved dad to my girl. So it's using your time in the most efficient way possible you know i don't have a lot of free time but i find ways to make family business friends and life all work together but i'm not the most organized person so it's a little chaotic sometimes i feel you i feel you on that (laughs) yeah (laughs) a lot of balls in the air a lot of juggling right a lot of juggling um so and you talked about before about uh covid uh being thrown into the whole mix um what did that look like for you and your, your company when that actually happened and all the shutdowns came into place? What did you guys have to do to adjust? That was a pretty, um, for every brewery, I'm sure, but it was intense. We, um, prior to that, we probably did 90% of our sales through our tasting rooms with a very, very small wholesale component to our business. Right. All of a sudden, we can't sell beer through our tasting room, so... We really had to pivot. We switched to a ton of canning. We were canning all the time and sending a lot more beer out into market. We got to expand our tasting room footprints, which is really cool. So we took over the parking lots at all of our spots and it built really cool outdoor patios. Right. That was when we could open back up, of course. Those early days were, to be frank, kind of awful. We had to furlough a lot of staff who, you know, they're like family to us here. Like, we love... All of our employees, a lot of them have been here for years, and all of a sudden, they're out of work. So, Right, yeah. Again, that kind of taking it home, that was tough. Those were good friends of mine, you know, who no longer could provide. So, that was tough. But once we could open up again, it's been pretty great. You know, we've had expanded footprints, selling a lot of beer, people are thirsty. Yeah. As am I. As am I. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, let's hope that this new variant doesn't cause that to happen again with all this uh, happening. So, uh, fingers crossed there. Yeah. What do you think's been one of the biggest lessons you've learned so far since becoming an owner? That's a good question. I think the value of staff is a huge one. Right. Um, we have some really amazing staff who work here. And making sure that they feel seen, heard, valuable um, well-treated, well-paid, 
because they're truly the ones who make this business run. You know, as much as we might like to think we do, it's actually them. So right. making sure and t- keeping in touch with those guys has been really important to me. Um, you know, we talk multiple times a day with all of our GMs, the brewers. They are the backbone. So keeping yeah. them stoked and happy is super important to me. Yeah, there's nothing like busting your hump and then your boss not appreciating you, you know? Sure. Nothing nothing quite like that. I have I haven't I haven't been in that position at all. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so who do you think's inspired you the most in the beer industry? Another really good question. Thank you. <laughs> um Yeah, that's really interesting. I I I don't know if I can like if there's one kind of brewery that we like really look up to, but we have a model that's pretty interesting. So like we, we've always wanted to open multiple pubs and multiple tasting rooms. So we've got three open now and two more coming. Okay. And so, you know, like a big inspiration for us from the very beginning has been like a pizza port down in San Diego. Right. Yeah. You know, next time you're out here, if you didn't get a chance this time, like you gotta go. It's like craft beer lives down at pizza port. So oh, yeah, I've been there before. Got, I went down there, uh, early, uh, maybe 2015-ish, I yeah. believe. And, uh, yeah, my buddy went out there and he came back and he's like, you gotta go. He's like, you go to San yep. Diego? You gotta go to Pizza Port. So, yeah, I stopped by there when I was down there. Yeah, yeah, they're just a really cool company. Right. Um, they've got multiple locations like we do. They obviously make way more beer than we do, but, you know, we're on our way. We were actually really lucky and fortunate to brew a collab with them um, awesome. I think you got to try it when you're out here. Oh yes, I, I think so. What was the name of it? I'm sorry. It's uh, it was called Willie. It was an all Nelson IPA. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. That was the hops you were talking about, right? Yep. Yes. Very good. Yeah. They're an awesome company. They're yeah. I'd say that's probably our biggest kind of inspiration and parallel. But you right. know, we're in Orange County. There's so much good beer within half an hour drive of of where I live. So, you know, we have like the Green Cheeks and the Bottle Logics and all those guys and Radiant Beer Company is another really cool one who are doing awesome stuff. Right. Who've just opened up. Yeah, yeah. Green, Green Cheek, I actually I've actually sat down for an interview with uh the owners of Green Cheek and uh, they actually sent me some of their beer. It was very good. Yeah, yeah, they're an amazing brewery and a cool company too. Yeah, right. Uh, and is there, was there a moment for you that kind of sticks out in your head that's, uh, like a defining moment of success, uh, like an award or anything like that? And also how do you specifically define success for yourself? Oh man, these are good questions. (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's too early for my brain to think about this. I mean, I Success to me is a moving target, you know, like we hit goals and that's really exciting and gratifying, but I'm always looking to the next thing. So I don't know if I'll ever be fully satisfied. Right. Because I don't even know what that looks like. You know, but like we just won a big award at the San Diego International Beer Festival for our Hoppy Pale Ale, um, which just so happened to be the first beer beer that we ever brewed for Laguna. Awesome. That was really cool. That, it was awesome to see our brewers get the the recognition I think they deserve, and it was cool to see like 
one of our OG original beers play so highly in such a competitive field. So that was cool. Um, yeah, I mean, we just expanded our brewery. We've added, basically, we've doubled our capacity. More than that, we've almost tripled our capacity. So when we have that up and running, that'll be extremely satisfying. Keeping staff on board and keeping everybody happy and, you know, providing for our employees, that's success to me, too. Right. Like we just had our first holiday party in two years because of COVID. And it was so great to get everyone under one roof and celebrating and partying. Yeah. It felt like a nice big family. So, yeah. I don't know what success really means for us, but we want to keep growing. We want to keep opening new spots. And maybe one day we'll get there. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. I, I hope that yeah. that happens for you, man. And uh, and it seems like with uh, holiday parties happening now and and everybody getting together, that everybody seems to go a little just just a little bit harder, you know, because they haven't done it in so long. <laughs> I think there's a little pent up energy for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, I know you had talked about you know balancing and everything and and how you you know you bring this you bring some of this home with you. How important is a mental break from everything? And uh, what does that look like for you? It's essential. No matter how dedicated you are to anything, you know, you can't be 100% all the time. It'll just wear you out. Right. I mean, the second the second I get home and hang out with my little girl, that's like a total break. I mean, it's exhausting in its own way, but it's nourishing for the soul. Um, I mountain bike a lot. We have tons of great trails around here. Right. I don't get to go nearly as much as I'd like, but... You know, when I do, it's a great little break. But also, I may have, I might be dramatizing it a little bit. Like, at the end of the day, we work in craft beer. So we get to have a pint at the end of the day. Our friends from other breweries are stopping by all the time. We get to socialize with them. We're brewing collabs with them. So it right. is so much fun. Like, there is no industry better than this one. So, yes, there's stress, but there's also so much fun, too. Right. Yeah, that's what I hear. It's like a, like a brotherhood. It is. I mean, you've been in the industry for a while now. What do you think has been the biggest change in the last five years for you? The amount of good beer that's right. in the marketplace now. You know, like when I was first kind of cutting my teeth, there weren't that many breweries that were making like world-class beer. Now, it's pretty much every city you go to, there's somebody making extremely good beer. Right. So it's really raised the level, I think, of quality and competition. There's beer everywhere. You know, you go to a local bottle shop, 10,000 hazy IPAs to choose from. Right, for sure. It's really cool. For a consumer, I think it's awesome. Right, yeah. For a brewery, it's, I think, kind of dialing in your brand and figuring out the lane that you kind of thrive in and hitting that at 200%. And uh, this is my favorite question. Uh, what was okay. your what was your gateway beer into the craft beer world? Oh man, those OG Ballast Point days. Right. And, um, Ballast Point. When we were drinking Sculpin straight from the tap at Homebrew Mart down in San Diego. Right. It, like blew my mind. I've never like tasted that much flavor in beer. You know, like, I don't drink a ton of Sculpin nowadays, but there was something magical about that stuff way back in the day. Yeah, I spoke to uh, from Clayton from Epic, and uh-huh. uh, 
he used to work for them and he said he's like i got to brew so much of that stuff and i was like yeah, yeah. That, that was some good stuff man i mean it still is good um and what's next for your brewery i know you say you have two on the way uh what does the future look like for laguna beach beer company our goal is to brew six thousand barrels next year we're at just over two thousand this year okay we're gonna have two new spots opened up one down in san diego one out here in Orange County in a place called Toto de Casa. So we've been opening up a new spot. Those will be our fifth location. So we want to finish those before we open anything else. We've been kind of in just this like rapid growth phase for the past couple of years. Right. I think we're ready to kind of slow down just a little bit. Okay. At least finish some projects before we take on some new ones. There's a canning line in our future. We are looking into that right now and getting that built. That's smart. We have more tanks on the way. And then the next kind of big project will be a production facility. Very cool. Very cool. Interesting things to come. For sure. And if somebody came to you and asked you for advice on opening their own brewery, which I'm sure they do, uh, what would you tell them? I would tell them to go for it. It's such a rewarding and fun job. Um, I think the guys who do it best are the guys who really know the ins and outs of what they're getting into. So that would be, you know, work in the back, brew beer, uh, work behind the bar for a little bit, truly understand it. Because I think there's a real value in having that hands-on knowledge. A lot of people have kind of a romantic notion of what the beer-making industry is. And there are times that it's romantic and fun, but there's a lot of times it's extremely sweaty. And greasy right. and chemically. And, <laughs> you know, it, I'm sure. The brewing side is pure manual labor in a pretty dangerous environment. So it's not like those Sam Adams commercials where they're in those beautiful brew houses. Yeah, holding glass up, gl- holding glasses up to the light, looking at the beer. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I think that's important with any industry. I, I quickly learned that with law that. What I thought law was was completely different than what the actual practice of law was. Just right. like what I thought the beer industry was was pretty different than what it actually is. So right. I think knowing all that beforehand or as much as you can know, well, at least to set your expectations up for you know what this industry entails. For sure, man. And did you happen to have a funny story for us? Yeah. Um... The one that stuck out to me was, this was two summers ago, which is an extremely, extremely busy time in Laguna Beach. Tons of tourists. They're small, windy streets, and most of the hills, or the streets are on hills. Okay. And so, for whatever reason, I needed to be out delivering beer that day, or either a driver called out, and I was driving. This is a beat-to-crap Ford line that we had back then. Okay. It had about 25 half barrels in the back, so way over the limit of what it could carry. <laughs> and I needed to do a three-point turn on an extremely steep street, so I pulled up into this guy's driveway, and all of a sudden, I just stopped moving. The wheels are spinning. I look out. The tow hitch has now embedded itself on the street, oh, and the wheels no. are now up in the air because the hill was so steep. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm in front of some guy's $10 million mansion with my wheels in the air spinning. So I had to unload this thing at breakneck speed to try to get all the weight out. Right. <laughs> so there's now 25 half barrels on this guy's driveway. My van is still basically dry docked up on the sidewalk here. 
We right. finally got it down. Then I had to reload all these kegs before anyone came out and saw it. Oh, my God. And I've never been more sore that afternoon. <laughs> I'm sure. It like an hour to load that truck. I did it in about 30 seconds. <laughs> Holy crap. And it's just one of those things where you're like, what has happened? <laughs> yeah. It's really hard work. And I just got my van stuck on some guy's driveway. Right. How come they don't show this on Sam Adams commercials? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've dropped my phone in the dump bucket at festivals multiple times. and oh. locked the keys in the van multiple times. That, stuff like that happens all the time. Yeah, I'm, a I'm sure. Just a, just a day in the life. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have a little segment called Quick Fire Five. Five quick questions. Be related. Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. Someone comes into your brewery. What's one of the beers you'd recommend they try? A uh, thousand steps, our West Coast IPA. We have just insanely bomb citron mosaic that we have. It's the beer we make the most of. It is so dialed in. It's delicious. Yes, I agree. I did try that. Uh, favorite brewery other than your own? Um, whew, that's hard. I would have to say probably Green Cheek or Highland Park. So those guys just kill it in every single style they brew. Gotcha. Uh, favorite style of beer? Ooh, probably a nice, nice hoppy lager. Hoppy lager. Barrel-aged, imperial, or both? Both. Why not both? Both. I agree. Uh, and you have one keg of beer to hold you over for a two-week quarantine. What beer are you choosing? tough yep <laughs> um i've been talking about laguna long enough so i'll skip one of our beers but i'm gonna have to go with docent their uh, double nickels pale ale it is just an exquisitely delicious pale ale awesome christian that's all i got for you man all right thank you so much thanks for being on hey. Thanks again, Mike. Yeah, next time you're out here, make sure to stop by again. For sure. I'm Mike Curtin for the Brew World Order Podcast, here with Christian Emsick of Laguna Beach Beer Company in Laguna Beach, California. Thank you. See you later. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to my interview with Christian Emsick of Laguna Beach Beer Company in Laguna Beach, California. Whether you're passing through, you live in the area, just visiting a friend nearby, definitely check them out. Also, give them a follow on the social media because they're always posting beers and I know you like those beers. Also, give us a follow on social media too because, hey, we need support here. What are you doing? Every other Sunday, I'll be releasing a new episode. So subscribe and you'll never miss one. I'm Mike Curtin for the Brew World Order Podcast. You stay safe out there.